Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, welcome to the Freedom Friday Hour, February 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Brother Kapow, for today. Talk about some weird stuff. You ready? <laughs> Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner was a scientist, a philosopher, general, all-around smart guy. This article is written by Dylan Charles, who's the editor of Waking Times. Dylan Charles, editor of Waking Times. And he writes that Rudolf Steiner described the hostile spiritual beings who feed off your fear and anxiety. I thought this article was fascinating due to My strong, not a belief, because that sounds like that's just something I believe in. The strong fact that I know that demonic entities do in fact exist. And they exist for the sole purpose of destroying the human. I know this for a fact because I've experienced them over and over and over again. So is my wife. So is many of you. That's probably how you found this show at one point because of spiritual warfare or Demons in My Marriage Bed, the book we wrote. Um, And that's probably how you found your way to this podcast. If you don't believe in demons or that uh, they're hostile towards humans, Things like that. Yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine you listening to a, a show like this because this it would be total, utter nonsense uh, for people that uh, were so intellectual that uh, they had it all figured out intellectually and there's no such thing as spiritual beings. Well, there is. Of course they are. Now, this is a belief. This, I know they exist, but this is a belief. I believe they're dis- the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim in the days prior to the flood, uh, to their destruction. And I get that from the books of Enoch and Jubilee. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. There are some old school people believe they're pre-Adamites or whatever. You know, They're definitely not fallen angels. Fallen angels are a different category, though those are entities themselves. And they are extraterrestrial in the sense that they're not from... Uh, you know, the earth here like humans, but uh, unseen realm. But anyway, without getting into all of that, but that's, you know, I personally believe that's where their origins are. 
it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense biblically. Yeah, but I do know one thing. They do exist, and they are hostile towards humans, and they hate us. All right? Okay. Dylan Charles is the editor of Waking Times, and here's here's what he writes. Uh, he talks about anxiety and depression and fear ravage a lot of us today in society. <clears throat> Excuse me. I still got this uh, cough. I still got a little bit of this. Uh, well, I got a whole lot of this chest congestion still here. I went to the doctor. After I was, uh, I spit a little blood ball up Monday morning. I coughed and I spit some blood out and I said, okay, it's time to go see a doc. And I did. Nice gal. Um, Give me some antibiotics and some other things. So uh, I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. So bear with me. So uh, back to the story here. So the fear, the uh, anxiety, all this stuff influence uh, people. And this writer says it's a, it's an addition to the material influences that so many people have in their lives. And that they may also be under the influence of beings which exist in dimensions outside of ordinary perception. And of course, you know, he, he talks about the reality that we don't see and feel or hear or taste and touch. And he gives all this statistics about dark energy and all this stuff. I'm not going to go into all of that. But what he does say is that few scientists, and, and you'd have to agree, are willing to explore metaphysics to examine any kind of life or entities beyond our ordinary perception in order to make a link or a connection between seen and unseen. You know, like the ancient shamans used to do or ancient uh, you know, cultures, you know, in fact, our modern day Western culture and our thought is probably like the only, you know, culture in, in history that doesn't believe in the spiritual to that degree. But yet, you know, you, you're seeing a rise of witchcraft and Satanism and things like that. The, the people at the top, they, they certainly believe in these things. That's why they worship Lucifer for their success. They certainly do. Uh, they don't want you to believe uh, so much because, you know, they don't want you to find your way to God. But Rudolf Steiner, uh, like I said, he was a prolific, gifted scientist, uh, a philosopher. Uh, he was kind of esoteric. And he devoted a lot of his time to peering behind a veil, you know, kind of looking at deeper things, the world beyond. So regarding anxiety and depression, he spoke of hostile beings in the spiritual world, which influence and feed off human emotion. It's what today uh, some people call louche. They feed off the louche, like the um, the Las Vegas shooting, October 1st of 2017. It created all this louche. It still does today, all this fear, all this anxiety, all this, oh my God, trauma. And um, they they feed off that. They eat off this kind of negativity, this louche. That's why they love blood sacrifice, things like that. Uh, the, the worse, the more bizarre, the better. Child molestation, pedophilia, transgenderism. The more bizarre, the better. This kind of creates their food, their louche. It's, they're very negative. So anyway, Steiner spoke of this. He didn't call it louche, but he talked about how they feed off this human emotion and, of course, many today would flatly reject that. Well, we don't care. You know, I mean, people could believe whatever they believe. It, it matters little. Um, but, but I know this to be true. 
And there's only one way out of it. And I think you know that too. Yet, uh, it's an analysis really that many, many shamans and spiritual people in the past have embraced. Of course, ancient cultures. I mean, they knew this stuff. A lot of people access the spiritual dimensions. You know, they try to help people alleviate mental suffering. They know these things. And here's what, here's what Rudolf Steiner wrote. He said, there are beings in the spiritual realms for whom anxiety and fear emanating from human beings offer welcome food. When humans have no anxiety and fear, then these creatures starve. People not yet sufficiently convinced of this statement could understand it to be meant comparatively only. But for those who are familiar with this phenomenon, it is a reality. If fear and anxiety radiates from people and they break out in panic, then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful. These beings are hostile towards humanity. Uh, let me stop there. It's interesting to use the, the term, you know, break, break out in panic because you're dealing with the, the god Pan. Uh, and that's where you get your word panic from the god Pan to create that fear and that panic. It's demonic. Uh, so he, he goes on and he writes, everything that feeds on negative feelings, on anxiety, fear, and superstition, despair, or doubt are in reality hostile forces and supersensible worlds launching cruel attacks on human beings while they are being fed. Therefore, it is above all necessary to begin with that the person who enters the spiritual world overcomes fear, feelings of helplessness, despair, and anxiety. He makes it sound like you can humanly do that, and you can't. There's only one way you can do that. You need the peace of God. If you don't have the peace of God, you can't overcome it. You're not designed to overcome these things. They're more powerful than you. Uh, but, but people don't even believe in them. So how, how are they fighting an enemy they don't even believe in? So, uh, yeah, people are just loose. Uh, until you wake up, you, you know, you're not going to get it. And only the peace of God can alleviate that. Uh, else, you know, you can't alleviate that kind of despair and anxiety that life brings. It's created that way. Uh, he goes on, but these are exactly the feelings that belong to contemporary culture and materialism because it estranges people from the spiritual world. It is especially suited to evoke hopelessness and fear of the unknown in people, thereby calling up the above mentioned hostile forces against them. Rudolf Steiner wrote that. Uh, and I would have to agree like 100% there. And, you know, that's why when you, you see the news and it's Trump against the Dems and the Me Too against the Hollywood and the Hollywood against this and the transgendered woman against, uh, you know, the feminist rose and point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint, hate, hate, ha, ha, constantly. It's, it's that louche and it keeps... People are more interested in the iPhone 10. They're more interested in the Super Bowl or sports for crying out loud than these demonic spirits that are destroying their lives. You know, come on. It's amazing. Negative emotions are food for spirits. And of course, this writer says it's a concept. It's not readily accepted in everyday conversation. And there's um, skepticism, rigid skepticism towards this kind of uh, thinking. 
The traditions of today have sought to expel ancient metaphysical wisdom and its practical application from our lives. And though scientific inquiry is exceptionally valuable, spiritual perception has always been a part of our experience. Now, this is uh, written by Bernhard Gunther. Gunther? I'm not sure who he is. But this quote is um, part of the article. It says, and yet despite the cynical skepticism, all of the ancient mystery schools, true shamanic insights and esoteric teachings, much of which have been suppressed and are distorted over thousands of years for obvious reasons, have conveyed this truth for the ones with eyes to see and ears to hear. Using their own language and symbolism, be it the general law of esoteric Christianity, archons, Gnostics, lords of destiny, hermeticism, predator, flyers, the topics of all topics, shamanism, Castaneda, the evil magician, Gordiev, the Shaitan, Sufism, the Jinn, Arabian mythology, Witeko, Native American spirituality, occult hostile forces, uh, and on and on. He's So he's naming all of these mystery schools and shamanic insights that believe in this stuff. And the writer, Dylan Charles, he sums it up. He says, dealings with extrasensory or hyperdimensional beings have long been a part of our history and are directly accessible to any of us when proper practice and attention is given to the matter. He says, I know this to be true from my experience with plant medicine, shamanism, where it's entirely possible to enter into states of consciousness where entire cosmologies of life exist and are available to interact with us. And you hear this uh, with people who take ayahuasca and things like that. And they just, they go into a whole different, you know, dimensions. And he says, finding oneself in the rut of spiraling negative self-talk, depression, crippling anxiety, or uncontrollable irrational fear is a sign, as Steiner points out, of a disconnection from our true spiritual nature, exasperated by beings who operate in the spiritual realms. This is why some consider disorders like this to be spiritual illnesses. And until the rift is healed with proper attention given to the development of spirit, the feelings tend to exacerbate, exacerbate and drive one further into distress. Um, so anyway, I, I thought that was an interesting article to kind of open up Freedom Friday because we talk so much about this very thing, the louche that's created by these beings. So uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back and we'll talk about this woman that was in front of a church and she was holding her eyeball and she apparently had done damage, so much damage to herself um, that her own uh, eye, she was holding her own eye. So th this is part of that. You know, that's not normal, right? <laughs> you know, that's not normal human behavior, even with uh, drugs, right? You, you know that. So this is part of that louche, just talking about this, uh, this creating this kind of anxiety and fear in somebody and, um, uh, so the uh, demonic forces are fed and it's our whole planet's like that now it's just one big feeding ground and uh they they feed on us like sheep and cattle only one way out folks you got to have the peace of god and uh man and even with that you're, you're still fighting them okay it's not like it's over but you're more aware 
and uh, and you can recognize you know the attacks and stuff a lot more easier if your eyes are open than if you're asleep. If you're asleep, you're just you know, you're just food. So we'll be right back. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. I wish I uh, would have entitled that book another title because it sounds like it's just for marriages it sounds like it's a marriage manual and of course if you're single or not married or your you know spouse is not interested or something you, you won't read the book but it's not about that it's, it's not about uh, marriage it's about you as an individual and it's about exactly what i just read to you these demonic attacks that create louche that make food out of your fear and anxiety and the destruction of your life and the second part of the book uh, really is a manual it's about what we learned going through the process of spiritual warfare, what we learned works and the things that don't work and what you have to do to get deliverance, self-deliverance, because you're not going to be able to go uh, to your local church today and get delivered and have a man of God lay hands on you and uh, expel those demonic forces from your life or help you out because that Christianity in that sense doesn't exist uh, anymore, at least not in the the most popular sense. Um, all right. So that book will help you if you're, if you're having problems, if you're not having problems, then you're probably still asleep, not aware <laughs> because, uh, they're destroying you as we speak. Okay. Woman found holding her eyeball outside South Carolina church. Authorities say a woman was found holding her eyeball outside of a South Carolina church. Uh, the sheriff said, that it took two to three deputies and two emergency medical workers, right? That's five people to subdue this woman in order to try to help her. A retired minister who helped the woman said it appeared she had intentionally hurt herself. He said the woman looked young and struggled against people who were trying to help her. The deputies said there was no crime that was committed and they don't know uh, why she did what she did. And of course, people who saw it at the church were freaked out. And so there was a counseling and a debriefing to help them deal with um, what happened. So, and here's what's interesting is on the comments, right on this section, on the comments on this section, the first comment that appears is by some uh, moron called Jara Jam. It says, demons aren't real. They're just made up things, blah, 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 blah. The world is in for some hurt if they continue to disbelieve in the spiritual drugs, witchcraft, occult, pagan practices, etc. We need the church to wake up to its role and begin addressing the situation. We have an enemy to defeat. Okay, well, this person apparently does believe in demons, but they were obviously was probably answering somebody about uh, somebody else was probably saying that uh, demons weren't real. Um, so uh, <laughs> there you have it. So there's a person going, hey, they are real. This is what's happening. And uh, so it's out to, uh, they're out to destroy the human. And, and they're, they're successful, by the way. They're, they're very successful today. And uh, yeah, and I agree. We're in a world of hurt. And let me just uh, to grant that point here. Now, I'm, I'm not a big sports guy. 
I had no idea it was even in the Super Bowl until like the day before. And the reason why it, and I've always been this way, but um, I, I just, I'm just not interested in that kind of stuff. Now, the only sports I liked before I was a Christian were the sports of violence. I like boxing and mixed martial arts and things like that. But today, none of them appeal to me. Uh, but I found, you know, when I used to work, I, I had better, I'd better learn at least who was playing in the Super Bowl and who won and stuff before I went back to work because I knew guys would be talking about it and you would be like, uh, you looked at as some kind of weirdo if you uh, didn't know anything about it. In fact, um, on Facebook, I had posted this thing about Tom Brady kissing his son. Did everybody see that? If you haven't seen it, go to a Fifth Hook Media Facebook and I'd posted this thing about Tom Brady. There he is. You know, he's he has a shirt off. He's getting a massage. And he calls his uh, 11, 10-year, 11-year-old son in or something like that. And makes him kiss him right on the mouth, right on the lips. It's it's really, really, really strange. So I had posted that. And I talked about how Will Smith did the same thing with his kid, forcing him to kiss him on public television, all these different shows. And that it's pedophilia. It's um, it's a sacrifice of the of the children. To the to the uh, demonic Luciferian Satan worshipers out there, and Tom Brady is saying, "This is my kid. I'm um, forcing him to kiss me like this in a sexual way in public because it was videotaped and put out. And uh, I'm doing this to show you who who I serve and who gives me the power uh, to do what I do." You might think I'm crazy and I don't care, but um, I honestly know that to be true. So this one guy on Facebook is some meathead uh, here in Vegas. Uh, I guess he didn't like what I said, you know, said, give it a rest, you know. And then he called me a pervert for saying it like, like I'm the one not, uh, dude, I'm not the one kissing my, uh, my son, you know, French kissing him while I'm naked on a massage table, making him like kiss me sexually. I'm a dude. I'm not that guy. You're that guy. That that's watching him in his little tight football pants, dude. You're 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 the perv, uh, and Tom Brady's the perv, not Brother Kapow. Just thought I'd let you know. So anyway, these are these are the kind of you know meatheads that are out there. They're more interested in sports than they are in in even some concept uh, that would you know rock that world. I have no idea why he was on Fifth Hook Media in the first place. The stuff that uh, we post there, but anyway, uh, the troll man was there. I booted him off. I, I don't. I don't put up with anything. I, you know, I just, I just, I don't put up with. I don't. Just, I don't put up with it. This is from uh, Philly. Phillyvoice.com. Eagles fans, literally, Eagles fan. One guy. Uh, it was probably this guy that uh, lives here in uh, Vegas that I was just talking about. Eagles fan literally eats horse poop after Super Bowl win. I think it was. I think it was the same guy. Same guy called me a pervert and eating horse poop. Uh, let's see. Here's the deal. And this also was uh, sent to me by uh, my good friend, uh, John. John and Janie here in Mesquite. They, uh, I wasn't aware of this article. And uh, they made me aware of it. So they know what I like. They know what I like. This is right down my alley. So here's this guy. There's a video. It's making the rounds on the internet. It shows an Eagles fan, the football team, 
for those of you who are like me who don't care about this stuff. Football team, Eagles. An Eagles fan, this video shows this guy during the citywide after party, literally eating horse poop. And um, of course, I posted this on our Facebook. You can watch it if you want. It's disgusting. And it shows uh, this this guy actually eating um, horse poop. And he uh, he's so excited about the win that he bends down. And I'm sure there's a lot of alcohol uh, involved in that. But um, he, uh, he eats horse poop. Now, you think, well, how is that creating fear and loosh? It's, it's, it's creating this disgust, this... I mean, come on. You, you get to the point as a human being that you're so excited about a football team who won that you're going to eat animal feces that that this is this is how you celebrate it i mean do we, you know what i'm saying the mentality here the zombie mentality uh that uh, we're all becoming here uh, all around you uh every day it's it's just more and more now this next story is a little different because you hear me uh with my tinfoil hat on talk about these uh, athletes and these movie stars and things like that and um you know, that, that I think they're genetically modified, that I think they're hybrids, they're alien human hybrids. When I mean aliens, I don't mean from Alpha, you know, Centauri. I mean, demonic fallen angel hybrid, uh, modern day nephews. And, uh, you know, most, <laughs> if you watch, uh, you know, YouTube, you're probably familiar with Mr. E. Mr. E's uh, great because he, he, he finds trannies everywhere. And I have to agree with him. When I first watched him, I thought he was crazy. And then after you watch him for a while and he points these things out, you go, yeah, they're all trannies. And uh, they all look like trannies. And in fact, I can spot them now. But even he has different theories. He, he doesn't come out and says, I absolutely know this to be true because of this and this. He just says, this is the way they look. They're, it's different. They, they're, they, they look like men dressed as women, trannies. And, um, and sometimes men uh, look like effeminate, you know, that they were women, you know, F to M, you know, female to male. But anyway, you know, my particular theory, once again, it's a theory, but... I just think it's genetic. I think they're modified, and that's the way they look. Uh, Miss Capel and I saw a movie the other day. It's a, it's an older movie, uh, I think 2001. We had seen it years ago, but we wanted to watch it again now that, you know, we see things a little differently in life. And it's called AI by uh, Spielberg and about this uh, little kid, this little 11-year-old kid who's a robot that this family uh, takes in and he's the first one to uh, give the ability to love. It's a bizarre movie. Absolutely bizarre. It was so depressing to tell you the truth, but it's a, it was it was very educational in the sense of uh, modern day society. And it's amazing to look at this thing going, wow, this thing came out 17 years ago. And you got to figure that, you know, the book was written even before that in a concept. I mean, probably at least 20, 25 years ago. And then here we are today, you know, especially with sex bots and things like that. And the movie's just, wow, so very predictive. Of course, the whole thing is, you know, you feel sorry for the robot. You feel sorry for, um, you know, the, the these things. Uh, there's aliens in the movie that are good, obviously, good aliens. And then, of course, the, you know, the one, the humans that want to destroy these things because th they would prol proliferate and take over the human race, they were the bad guys. So that's, you know, there's an agenda there, obviously, but it was, it was a good movie in the sense of what I'm talking about, these synthetics. And so you've heard me talk about, you know, well, that's why they can act. 
you know, because they're an empty soulless shell created in a lab or created on a spaceship or genetically modified, you know, when their parents were abducted or given over to Satan or whatever. And they're an empty shell. And so they can act because the, de- the demonic spirit then inhabits that shell to create that character, you know, Johnny Depp characters, you know what I mean? So, um, and they, they play the music they do, the, they have muses, the whole bit. So here's this kid. I, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't follow sports, so I don't know who he is, but, um, his name is Connor McDavid and this is from SB nation. It's a sports page and it just caught my attention. The, the title, but it says if, if Connor McDavid isn't from earth, which planet is he from? And he says, surely there's a reasonable explanation here. And I just thought that was interesting. Now, they're writing this article very tongue-in-cheek and being, um, you know, poking fun at it. But I think just the fact that they're asking this question is interesting. And they go on, they say, we've long suspected that Connor McDavid is not um, from this planet, given that he can do on the ice. Um. And apparently he is a, uh, he plays for the Edmonton Oilers uh, hockey team. And his teammate, Leon Drusately, something like that, said he might have let the cat or the extraterrestrial out of the bag after the team's victory Monday night. And here's what he wrote. His teammate says, it seems like he's from another planet. It's not fair. This is his teammate wrote this. It seems like he's from another planet. It's not fair. Apparently this, this Connor is only 21 years old and he does things um, in hockey on the ice that apparently shouldn't be humanly possible. The suggestion came in response to McDavid's latest, greatest display of absurdity on the ice. A four goal game against the league leading lightning highlighted by a full speed snipe squeezed in a tight window behind the goaltender and under the crossbar that seemed to be sealed off. It was, as his teammate said, wasn't fair. Um, wow. Except that's the thing. McDavid apparently isn't of this world. He might have the appearance of a 21-year-old guy from Ontario. This is the article, by the way. But no human being could possibly be that good at hockey while looking so uncomfortable trying to take a picture. See, they don't have those social skills because they don't have a soul. They're devoid. (laughs) The article says he's clearly an alien who has mastered the craft of ice skating but remains befuddled by the social mores of us bizarre creatures. But if McDavid isn't from our beloved planet Earth, then where is he from? Let's begin our important investigation. So they go on and they talk about Mars or Venus. And, you know, they're, they're just doing all this stuff, kind of poking fun, like, you know, where do you get these skills at? Um, and, you know, that's about it. But I just thought that was interesting that even people of the world are, are, are seeing these these hybrids, these Nephilim, with these uh, these kings of the earth with these incredible powers, going, Ugh, something's something's odd about this. And see, before you know, when they're mixed in with other humans, yeah, maybe they didn't stand out so much. But now you got more and more and more of them. They just dominate the sports, the entertainment field, you know, the political uh, field. And so now they have to compete against each other, you know, and humans just can't compete against this. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when athletes used to use steroids, 
right? You know, regular athletes couldn't compete against this. Well, can you imagine if you're competing against something that was bred to do what it does? Yeah. I know. Tinfoil hat time. I don't care. It, uh, it makes perfect sense to me. It really does. It makes perfect sense to me. Uh, have you heard about this circus child sex ring there in, I, I think it's uh, Sydney, Australia. Crazy sick stuff. Now, this is, like I said last week, this is the stuff that just comes out. These are the people who get caught. Can you imagine what's going on next door? Can you imagine what's going on in your community right now? This isn't about sex. This isn't about a bunch of perverts, a bunch of pedophiles going, man, I like little boys. This is about satanic ritual worship. This is the ritual within the circle, folks. This is all praise to their God. This is all glory to their God. They're feeding uh, their gods. They're creating the louche. Yeah, this is a circus child sex ring. It's seven circus school members. All of them are female too, except one. There's one 52-year-old man. The only one that actually had intercourse with these children under eight years old was a 58-year-old woman. So you can't tell me she woke up one day and said, hmm, I want me a little seven-year-old boy to have sex with. This ain't about sex. It's about ritual. It's about louche. It's about demonic feeding. Apparently, they performed sadistic blood and sex rituals on three boys under eight. Yeah. It's a circus school. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Right there, they should be uh, thrown in jail for having a school called a circus school. Now, I, I doubt if they had a, a the school was really intended to create the circus acts. It was probably intended to attract children like a lot of these uh, weirdos do. So seven members of the Western Sydney Circus Training School were arrested over abuse of three boys under the age of eight. There was four women, two men. Sorry, I said one man, so two men and a teenage girl. They all will face 127 charges related to the alleged ongoing torture between 2014 and 2016. And this was in the Blue Mountains south of uh, or New South Wales. Australia's Daily Telegraph claims the alleged abuse included sadistic blood rituals. The seven arrested all belong to the arcade circus that promotes itself as a family-friendly environment. The school offers classes in juggling, uh aerial skills, acrobatics, and unicycle riding. And so detectives from the Child Abuse and Sex Crime Squad established a strike force in July to investigate the reports. And sure enough, so they made some arrests. Uh, the 58-year-old woman uh, is the ringleader. No pun intended. She's a ringleader. And of course, she denies it. She says all students are treated as equals and every student will feel welcome from their first day. I bet, baby. And she's been charged with 43 offenses, including aggravated sexual assault of a child under 10, sexual intercourse with a child under 10, and aggravated kidnapping. Yeah. She started the Arcade Circus School in 2000 or 2009 and believes she was tragically lost from the back of a traveling circus truck shortly after birth. So um, she wanted to uh, help other people by opening a, a school to become a circus clown. Mm. 
They all say they didn't do it. Three women and a man will face 69 charges relating to the alleged ongoing abuse. Four accused are linked to a circus school in Katumba. Hmm. Anyway. Pretty bad stuff. Pretty bad stuff. Let's see. Here's the charges. A uh, 26-year-old Katumba woman was charged with 13 offenses, aggravated sex assault, um, detained for advantage. A 29-year-old Canterbury woman was charged with five counts of aggravated sexual assault in company deprived liberty, three counts of common assault. A 52-year-old man was charged with three counts of sexual assault, male child abuse material, and using a child under 14 to make abuse material. And the 58-year-old ringleader, this woman was charged with 43 offenses, sexual assault on a child under 10, sexual intercourse with a child under 10, aggravated kidnapping, a whole bit. So, uh, it's, it's every day. Every week, I'm reporting some bizarre child sex weird thing, crime, louche, creating story. Every week. It's common. More and more common. Bizarre, bizarre. Uh, the zombies are here. People have uh, been taken over. One last story here. Um, this is a naked man. And he's caught riding a stationary bike in a community gym. And I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's cool. This is Orlando, Florida. And this just tells you this. It's just a demonic takeover of people. They're just, they're gone. And I don't know at what point, you know, you get where like, you know, is it like the majority of people like this? I mean, at what point does it all, I mean, how, how do the rest of us protect ourselves from this kind of stuff. It's just this once in a while. Once when it's all the time now. There's this man arrested after residents of an Orlando apartment complex caught him on video working out in their community gym, but he was bone naked. Deputies say they uh, arrived at the Endover Place Apartments in Orlando, where the leasing consultant informed them that she witnessed a tenant working out naked in the community gym. His name is Kerry Haynes. So a maintenance worker at the apartment complex told deputies he walked over to the gym. Saw the guy and the worker told deputies he then saw this uh, Haynes guy riding a stationary bike, but naked. Mm. Oh, that's uh, that's hard. Oh, man, that's uh, you don't want to imagine that. The arrest report states the worker asked Haynes what he was doing. And Haynes replied, "I'm, I'm working out. And then the worker told Haynes that they had contacted the police. And so Haynes left the gym and the worker captured the whole thing on video and he gave it to the deputies as evidence. But the deputy said that when Haynes had left the gym, instead of going home and putting on some uh, chonies, they were flagged down by a landscaping employee at the complex who told him that the same naked guy was now laying in the grass, masturbating by the community pond. Um... And this guy also was urinating in the community pond. He, so he was masturbating and urinating, rolling around the grass, just having a good old time, kind of like a monkey or a dog. So the deputies found Haynes masturbating near the pond. They escorted him back to his apartment. 
And they found his clothes lying on the living room floor. So the leasing consultant had told deputies that this guy has been exhibiting naked acts like this around the complex for about two weeks now. So he didn't just wake up and decide to do this. For two weeks, he's been doing this. Two weeks. This, he just now got caught. Crazy world that just shows you um, we're not in Kansas anymore. All right. Freedom Friday out. You guys have a good weekend. 